Hi, welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts specializing in nutrition research, including scientists, doctors, and policy makers. Here, we will find out more about their research journey, their career, and even some personal life lessons. I'm Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and your host for this podcast. You can listen to our past episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone, welcome to the Nutra Champion Podcast. In the second episode of this year, we have with us Dr. R. Anantan, scientist from the Indian Council of Medical Research, National Institute of Nutrition, in short, ICMRNIN. Dr. Anantan has been specializing in food chemistry and nutrient analysis since 2004, which is coming to 20 years next year. And the study of millets has been one of his key research priorities. So in fact, his study published in the scientific journal Sustainability was one of the top 10 most read science and nutrition research stories on Nutra Ingredients Asia last year. The review highlighted that the consumption of millets has shown to reduce total cholesterol and lower body mass index, or the BMI as compared to other food staples such as rice, wheat, and quinoa. So today we have Dr. Anantan with us to tell us more about his research in millets, nutritional properties, and his upcoming research. Hi, Dr. Anantan. Thank you for joining me on Nutra Champion. So how has the start of 2023 been like for you? Uh, good morning, uh, Ms. Tingwin, and uh, happy to meet you. And uh, thank you for this opportunity. Um, as you introduced to me, I'm uh, working in the ICMR National Institute of Nutrition, which is based in Hyderabad, Telangana state of uh, India. Uh, my specialization, as you said, the food chemistry. Um, so we are working in a different uh, foods, including the millets. Recently, uh, we have published a lot of uh, review articles as well as the research articles on the millets. And if you ask any questions, then we can continue. Yeah, sure. So um, just now I have, um, you know, uh, pointed out one of the key nutrition benefits of millets, which is lowering cholesterol and BMI. And it has a better um, effect as compared to other food staples, such as rice, wheat, quinoa. So what are the other key findings that you have found on millets? See, when we talk about the millets, you know, uh, this millet consumption was very, uh, it was it's one of the stable food three to four decades back. But unfortunately, it was declined due to various um, reasons. Whereas on the other side, the rice and wheat consumption was increased slowly. And then even the, the consumption pattern has been reduced. So therefore, we wanted to understand the nutritional impact of the millets. So we have taken up this kind of research. Then parallelly, we also have reviewed a lot of uh, research articles which published already in the uh, millets on par with uh, you know, the rice and wheats. Actually, we, we have published this review in collaboration with the various other institutions like uh, ICRISAT Hyderabad, um, which is the leading institute. And my friend, Dr. Anita, was the lead author in this reviews, all the four to five reviews. Apart from IFNH Institute for uh, Food Nutrition and Health, the UK University of Readings, and um, 
uh, Asian Institute of Technology, Thailand, and International Technical Board of Nutrition, India. So we are all the collaborative uh, institutes and organizations where we worked together to prepare this manuscript, all the uh, systematic reviews and uh, uh, the meta-analysis. So in all the meta-analysis and the systematic reviews, it's clearly shown that the consumption of millet have been benefited for uh, various health issues, particularly the non-communicable diseases, particularly the diabetics, you know, the onset of diabetics, reducing the diabetics, and then the cholesterol, and improving your HDL, reducing your LDL. So all these benefits have been reported already, and it's very clearly indicated that the consumption of millet is better than uh, rice and wheat consumption. I see. Okay. Uh, I would like to find out, you know, the reason behind this. What is present in millets such that it can bring about all these health benefits that are not seen in rice or wheat or quinoa? Um, I think mean, actually millets are rich in various nutrients, particularly the protein, minerals, and the vitamins are better than the rice and wheat. And obviously, when we eat the whole seeded millets, automatically your glycemic index will be less. So the GI of the millets is obviously lesser than the polished rice and wheat. So therefore, it will give more benefits towards reducing your uh, sugar content as well as the cholesterol. Wow, I see. Okay, so now that we know um, that, you know, millets, they have a lot of health benefits, right? Uh, what is your next step in the study of millets and, uh, uh, and you know, communicating these findings to the public, to more people? Actually, um, though we have uh, attained uh, the production of uh, the required amount of rice and weeds, when we look into the, the nutritional aspect of the rice and wheat which we are consuming right now, it's all the most refined, polished rice and, and weeds which is having the gluten, so it will give, give another uh, problem, celiac problem, all those things. So, on the other side, if you look at the millets, it is really rich in uh, various macro and micronutrients, but which we, we have ignored it. So, that's what we wanted to take up. Uh, Luckily, now uh, happy to the UN nation, uh, United Nations. United Nations have declared that uh, 2023 is uh, International Year of Millet, you know, to make it again uh, mainstreaming these millets in our regular food habits. So, therefore, understanding the importance of the millets, so we are all working together to bring back millet into our mainstreaming food habit. So, this is uh, uh, involving the UN to come in so that this can be communicated on an international scale, right? All right. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I we also know that you specialize in, um, you know, the food analysis, right? Food chemistry and nutrient analysis. So may I know, how do you select the type, the types of foods to analyze and study for their nutritional content and benefits? Yes, I mean, um, NIM, National Institute of Nutrition, ICMR, is responsible to uh, develop food composition table for India. You now, every country, they will develop their own food composition, like USDA, Danish food composition table, Japan food composition table, 
like that. Similarly, for Indian Food Composition Table Development, our ICMR NIN is responsible. So, we used to periodically develop the food composition table. And recently in 2017, we have released our latest food composition table, which consists of uh, uh, 550 commonly consumed foods. And in all the foods, the very comprehensive nutritive profile we have done, more than 150 chemical nutrients, the chemical constituents, which includes bioactive principles, non-nutrients altogether, which is also available in the website. Uh, anybody can download freely at www.ifct2017.com. It's freely available. So in that also, we have uh, selected uh, 550 commonly consumed food we have uh, reported. See, what we have done in that particular uh, food composition table, see, India is very diversified uh, uh, culturally and, uh, you know, habitually, and then wherever you go uh, across the country, see, all these food habits will vary uh, area to area. So, therefore, in order to bring to, you know, certain, uh, um, uh, you, know, con you know, the prioritized food selection, so we use the key food selection uh, uh, criteria, which is already developed by USDA. So the key foods are nothing but the foods which will contribute up to 75% of your intake in the country. So therefore, we used to collect the intake of different foods across the country and that will be prioritized based on the ranking, which is which will contribute uh, more than up to 75% contributed foods have been selected for uh, the development of uh, Indian food composition tables. So then again, the collection of foods we spread it across India. We divided our country into six parts, north, south, east, west, center and northeast. So that is called the regional compositing centers. So we identify 109 sample collection spots across India. And within the um, zones, that is a, a regional compositing center, whatever we collected, we pooled together and then we have composited the sample that the composite samples were analyzed. So similarly, all the different uh, composite regional centers, like as I said, all the six re regional composite samples were analyzed independently. Then the mean of all the six regional uh, anal analysis or the data as a mean we have represented as a uh, India or country representative samples along with the standard deviation. So when it comes to the sample selection for the national level sampling, we have to follow this kind of uh, uh, the key foods criteria. At the same time, if you are coming to the regional level, so we have to collect the samples minimum three to four different locations, at least the uh, agro-geographical -geogra areas. So in order to reduce the error and also we understand the, um, uh, the difference between all these regions. It's a very comprehensive uh, method, right? And very, I would say it's very tedious as well. You need to go down into different regions of India to do the sample collection. Right. Okay. So in that case, right, uh, what are some of the, aside from millions, millets, right, what are some of the other foods that you are studying at the moment? 
for its nutrition and benefits, or you intend to research on it uh, for this year? See, uh, it's a very good question. Uh, we have completed our uh, uh, food composition table development in the raw foods, uh, particularly all commonly consumed foods. But still, we are keep on collecting the leftover uh, foods. Uh, only 550 foods, including different varieties, we have published. But there are some more foods also it needs to be studied. So those foods, for example, in the first publication, we have uh, we have taken only five millets, two major millet and three millets across the India. But again, uh, now three more millets we have taken up and uh, we are doing the same comprehensive nutritive profiling. And that will be added in our existing book. This is uh, another topic. And also, see, as I said, uh, so far we have done only uh, the nutritive profiling, comprehensive nutritive profiling in the raw foods, but we have not done in the food foods. So again, our uh, 2023 is going to be one of uh, another milestone for uh, our ICMR NIM because we are going to take up one of the very important projects in our country that is called DAPS. It's a diet and biomarker study in India. That means we are going to study the dietary intake, the pattern of dietary intake, and uh, collecting the biological sample to study the uh, biomarker and uh, collecting the food samples, the cooked food samples at the household level. So all these three, four parameters we are going to do simultaneously. So which will give lot of significant outcome, you know, among the, the nutritional status and the health status of our country. So this is the first kind of study which we are going to initiate it as rightly asked uh, in the right times. So we are going to collect the cooked food samples for again doing the comprehensive nutrition profile. Oh, okay. So the first part, right, is to find out the composition, the nutrient composition in the foods. And then the second part, right, is to find out its benefits, how the dietary intake, like maybe say, if I were to take a um, certain dosage amount of this particular uh, food, what could be the benefits? Is this the, the key aim of the second part of this project? Yes, of course. Uh, first thing we wanted to understand uh, based on their consumption, what is their actual status of uh, the health benefits? You know, suppose if the micronutrient deficiency is there, uh, which we will be understanding through the biomarker you know, when we collect the blood and uh, analyze the uh, iron and other micronutrients, then we will come to know the micronutrient deficiency. So we will be correlating with their intake actually. So earlier we used to calculate the dietary uh, sources or the nutrient content of the diet sources, 24 hour uh, recall and then based on the, the raw food data we used to correlate it. But now we are planning to collect actual sample which is consumed by the particular population that will that will be analyzed uh, in our laboratory. So that will be, uh, that will give more precise result than the back calculating using the raw food database. And now, uh, thanks to the COVID, actually, you know, after the COVID pandemic, uh, people, uh, a lot of awareness among the population, the common population, public, the people, they are, uh, they wanted to know which food will give which kind of benefits, particularly having more, uh, you know, the immunity, and then they wanted to keep away from their, uh, uh, most of the diseases, including diabetes, obesity, all those things. 
so certainly the foods like uh, millets or uh, unpolished or uh, minimally polished rice um, these kind of foods which are uh, rich in the phytochemicals or the phytonutrients definitely will help for uh, various health benefits so the people also having um, now understanding their uh, uh, expanding their knowledge and selection of the foods so this is also coming from the public they would also like to know more about uh, what types of foods would be good for their health for their immunity okay how long do you expect uh, this diet and biomarker study in india to take place is it like for the entire uh, 2023 mm think mean actually this project will be uh, started very soon in another couple of months because this uh, you know the drafting the proposal um uh, developing the methodology and uh, getting various review meetings all those things is uh, it took almost 2 years and now we it has come to the certain shape that we will be starting in another couple of months and uh, very happy and it will be very thankful to our council for funding such a huge funds as i said across our uh, country so we are going to study which involves a uh, lot of financial support so we'll be thanking uh, thankful for our council for giving this wonderful opportunity and uh, once it will be started another couple of months and uh, it will be completed another next couple of years actually we are supposed to complete in, uh, in this two years period so we are expecting a huge number of samples again so it will take at least two years to complete the complete uh, uh, database and the dab study we will be collecting uh, cooked food samples which is consumed at the household level so we are expecting uh, 2000 around 2000 uh, you know individual diet samples which will be collected for this study i see wow there's a lot of ambitious projects going on and what would be the next step following all this research especially when it comes to the one that you mentioned just now the diet and biomarker study in india so after coming up with all the findings uh, what does the institute intend to do with it yeah this um, you know our nin is responsible to making a lot of uh, uh, you know the policy research policy oriented uh, uh, research and the guidelines to our country so therefore uh, definitely our findings particularly our ifct that's called indian food composition tables which helped a lot for uh, various uh, policy decisions particularly the our uh, one of the um, our indian uh, food standard authority it is called the food standard uh, um, uh, fssi so they use our uh, indian food composition tables for various uh, capping level or cut off level and again uh, this same tables will be used by the dietitians nutritionists across the country for calculating their own dietary intake from their diet or their different parts of india so similarly uh, even this daps results also will play a crucial role to understand the nutritional status the current nutrition status in terms of macro and micronutrition status of the population particularly different socio economic uh, levels of the population so once if you understand after coming to the results then we will be uh, you know uh, will be advising our uh, our uh, outcome of the results definitely it will help our country to make uh, further uh, you know the further decision on improving of our 
um, uh, the intake of uh, the population. Yeah, in in the in the so when uh, the ICMR and NIN is studying all these foods, right? I guess uh, there will be a lot of use of technology as well. So I'm wondering how has uh, the technology being used to analyze nutrients and foods advanced over the years? Yeah, uh, it's again so one of the important good question. See. Particularly in my area, I'm working on the food composition analysis. In my area, we use uh, mostly analytical techniques, technologies related, particularly the chromatography techniques, you know, like um, mass chromatography technique and uh, the HPLC, um, high pressure uh, liquid chromatography, gas chromatography, along with the mass spectrophotometry we'll use. And then uh, on the other side, uh, the, the ICPMS, inductively coupled plasma with the mass spectrophotometry, we will use it. So these technologies really it has been uh, uh, changed a lot in the past uh, few decades because if you look at the traditional HPLC, now we are using ultra pressure HPLC. When we compare with the, the traditional HPLC, it is much more faster. So the, therefore we can save a lot of uh, the chemical solvents and the number of analysis per day will be increased. So therefore, and then we can able to produce more number of results per day. So the efficiency of the analysis has been improved because of these improved technologies. Similarly, if you look at uh, the mass spectrometry, now from the single mass, again, the MSMS double mass came, now uh, the high resolution mass has come. So, which will definitely it is helping us to quantify even the very minute amount of uh, nutrients, particularly the micronutrients in the food samples. So, obviously, these evolving uh, technologies, in terms of particularly the analytical uh, technologies, is it is helping us for our better results and uh, to produce more efficient results. I see. So, uh, what more do you think could be done to further improve the technology's capabilities? To further improve, you know, the efficiency and the accuracy of the of the analysis. Yeah. Um. Actually, what as per as my understanding now, in addition to this kind of uh, chromatographic and uh, spectrometric principle. There are some other methods called uh, IR, infrared-related NIR methods, then XRF, you know, X-ray fluorescence method, also have been used in uh, regular analysis where the uh, the same kind of matrix or same kind of samples are uh, used in kind of, uh, some institutes. So there, you know, once if we calibrate the equipment, then we can use it. Uh, in you know, non-invasively without uh, changing your matrix or making it a powder. So I, uh, I I hope this kind of technology it needs to be evolved further to use for multiple uh, matrix samples to use different kind of samples with the more efficiency. You know, and um, because see when we use this kind of uh, latest technology, then we will be um, you know we will be. Uh, saving a lot of chemicals and manpowers and uh, uh, the times. So therefore, it is environmental friendly and uh, we can able to analyze more number of samples in a given point of time. And I hope so a lot of uh, the developments is going to come up in the, uh, the next few 
uh, years it is coming up now it is coming up slowly so these kind of technology also is required for our own uh, research and development purposes I see. Okay. And then what about the potential of making all these active components found in millets and other foods, right, into nutraceuticals or functional food products? Um, what, what do you think could be the um, future of this? Any possibilities? As I said, uh, after this pandemic, uh, people are uh, very much uh, aware, you know, aware are they very much very conscious on uh, you know, what they are eating it. So when they are, uh, they wanted to know about the importance of the food. It's not only for the nutritional point of view; it is also for the nutraceutical point of view, because they wanted to, uh, you know, they wanted to get more benefits towards their health point of view. So therefore, uh, they they are uh, they are asking us which food will give more protein, which food will give more bioactive substances which food will give more uh, uh, immune power, which food will give a uh, uh, lot of energy, all those things. So in that point, you know, uh, millet obviously will play one of the uh, important roles because see, when we are uh, consuming millet as a stable food, our major part is coming out of uh, these cereals and millets only. So therefore, uh, the contribution will uh, will be more, much more uh, from the millets. When we say the millets and the nutrition and the nutraceuticals, uh, the millets obviously is having a, a nutraceutical potential compared with the polished rice. So being uh, our food chemistry division, uh, the, the, we also have done a lot of research on the understanding the polyphenolic uh, components and the antioxidative potential of uh, various foods. Uh, including the millets. So we have clearly seen that uh, there are uh, so many polyphenolic, uh, uh, individual polyphenolic profile, not only the total polyphenols, individual polyphenolic compounds also very rich in the, the whole seeded millets. Why I'm telling whole seeded millets? Nowadays in the market, even the polished millets also is available. So which are almost like uh, on par with uh, uh, the polished rice, but the consumption of uh, the whole seeded or minimally polished millets obviously is having a lot of potentials towards the uh, the nutraceutical importance. Yeah, indeed. I think this uh, conversation will give you know inspiration to nutraceutical companies looking to develop new products. Maybe they, they would want to look into like millets uh, to you know to to as part of their R and D process, as part of their product development process. Yes, thank you again, Dr. Anantan, for taking your time to explain so much about the benefits of millets and as well as the national project that. Uh, ICMR NIN is taking. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Tingmin. I would like to acknowledge my uh, mentor and uh, my boss, Dr. T. Longwa, because he supported past 20 years. As I said, from the beginning, I'm working with him. So without his support, I would have not become uh, expertise in the composition analysis and, uh, until this particular level. I also would like to thank my director, Dr. Zahiyanulata. Uh, for giving this opportunity to talk to you. Thank you once again, thanking you for uh, making this uh, wonderful discussion. Thank yes, you. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to Neutral Champion on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. 
You can also head to nutriingredients-asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.